If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. It's Tuesday, January 14, 2020. I'm Gail King. I'm Anthony Mason. And I'm Tony DeCopel. This is CBS This Morning News on the Go. We're going to begin with this. The Democrats holding 2020's first presidential debate tonight in Iowa, where caucus goers will make their picks in less than three weeks. The debate stage, it's all set, and it's the smallest group of candidates, just six, to appear in any debate so far. The newest poll in Iowa shows this, that Joe Biden is jumping to a small lead over his closest competitors. He's up five points from that same poll back in November. Now, two of those contenders, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, have been longtime allies. But now, for the first time, they're going after each other in public. Warren claims that Sanders told her he did not believe a woman could win the presidency. Ed O'Keefe is in Des Moines, the site of tonight's debate. Ed, good morning. I think things are going to get interesting tonight. How did all this start between Warren and Sanders? Yeah, we'll see, Tony. Good morning. The feud centers around a conversation that Sanders and Warren had in late 2018. The two like-minded New England liberals are known to be close buddies in Washington and have had plenty of opportunity over the past year to attack each other. Their campaigns have declined to do so until now. So, yes, I'm with Bernie on Medicare for All. The partnership on display at previous debates might now be a thing of the past. In a statement last night, Warren described how she and Sanders met in December 2018 to talk about topics including gender and the presidential race. I thought a woman could win, Warren's statement reads. Sanders, she says, disagreed. Sanders called earlier reports of his comments ludicrous, and they contradict what he has said publicly for years. In my view, a woman could be elected president of the United States. Tensions first flared over the weekend when Politico reported on a Sanders campaign memo that told volunteers to say that Warren only appeals to wealthier voters and won't be able to expand the base of the Democratic Party. Sanders denied the reports. I have never said a negative word about Elizabeth Warren, who is a friend of mine. And Warren shot back. I hope Bernie reconsiders and turns his campaign in a different direction. Here in Iowa, polls continue to show a close race. This is a real toss-up. Multiple surveys put former Vice President Joe Biden, Sanders, and... Iowa, I think you're going to make me the next president of the United States. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg in a statistical tie. Those numbers helped force New Jersey Senator Cory Booker out of the race. I can't wait to get back on the campaign trail and campaign as hard as I can for whoever is the eventual nominee. Booker also says a lack of fundraising in the upcoming impeachment trial factored into his decision. He was one of nearly 30 candidates in the most diverse and largest field of candidates ever. Just a dozen remain, and just six will appear on stage at the debate tonight. Tony, all of them are white. 
And less diverse as we go. Ed, thank you very much. And uh, ahead, a quick programming note. Senator Cory Booker will join us here in Studio 57 to discuss why he suspended his campaign and who he thinks can carry out his vision. Sources tell CBS News the articles of impeachment against President Trump could be delivered to the Senate as soon as tomorrow. And the impeachment trial could start next Tuesday. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill where House Speaker Nancy Pelosi meets with fellow Democrats this morning. Nancy, what should we expect to hear from that meeting? Well, we should learn more, Anthony, about Speaker Pelosi's timeline for naming House impeachment managers who would then walk the articles of impeachment from the House to the Senate for the trial. We think that that process will take place within the next couple of days. And here's what it looked like back in 1999 when 13 House Republicans were named as impeachment managers. And then they essentially served as the lawyers for the prosecution in the Senate impeachment trial of President Clinton after walking the articles across the Capitol, as you see there. Now, who will the managers be this time? We don't know. That's up to Speaker Pelosi. But we do know that the chief lawyer for the defense Defense will be White House counsel Pat Cipollone. And there has been some debate over whether the defense team should be supplemented with some of the president's top defenders in the House, like Ohio's Jim Jordan and North Carolina's Mark Meadows. But some Senate Republicans think that bringing in those House allies would be a mistake, that it would contribute to, as one senator put it, a, quote, circus-like atmosphere. Some Senate Republicans want to hold a vote this week to just dismiss the articles of impeachment altogether and avoid a trial. The president has even endorsed that idea. But at this point, Tony, it does not look like they have the votes for that. All right, Nancy, thank you very much. A new report says Russians hacked the Ukrainian gas company that is caught up in the impeachment case against President Trump. And this could have implications for 2020. The cybersecurity firm Area One says in November... Russian agents tricked Burisma employees into sharing their login information through phishing emails. Now, it's unclear what information the hackers accessed or what they were looking for. The Russians may have wanted information on Democratic presidential contender Joe Biden. You'll recall his son Hunter served on Burisma's board of directors when Biden was vice president. President Trump is accused of pushing Ukraine to investigate a bogus claim that Biden stopped an investigation into Burisma to protect his son. Here's the important part. Area One suspects the hackers are part of the same group that hacked Democratic National Committee emails in 2016, and therefore they may be back in 2020. There's been no reported response from U.S. or Russian officials so far. The Biden campaign responded in part, now we know that Vladimir Putin also sees Joe Biden as a threat. But really, democracy is threatened when foreign yeah, governments are very concerning pouring information into our elections. Russians at it again. Looks very yeah. suspicious. Very suspicious. 21 military students from Saudi Arabia were removed from the U.S. last night over alleged social media links with the extremist material and child pornography. The FBI says they made the discoveries while investigating the December 6 Pensacola Naval Air Station shooting when a Saudi cadet killed three U.S. sailors there. CBS News senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge was at yesterday's news conference and joins us now with more on this story. Catherine, good morning to you. What else are investigators telling you? Well, thank you, Gail, and good morning. The attorney general called the shooting an act of terror, and based on the evidence so far, the FBI said the shooter appeared to act alone, but investigators still have questions and can't access his two iPhones, setting up a clash between the FBI and Apple. This was an act of terrorism. 
Attorney General Bill Barr revealed Saudi Air Force officer Mohammed al-Shamrani was motivated by jihadist ideology. He also posted other anti-American, anti-Israeli and jihadi messages on social media, including two hours before his attack. Barr said the 21-year-old Saudi national posted on September 11th that, quote, the countdown has begun and visited New York City's 9-11 memorial just days before the attack. So far, the FBI investigation indicates that the shooter acted alone. But investigators also want Apple's help unlocking two iPhones recovered at the scene, one in the gunman's car and one near his body that he had deliberately shot. It is very important for us to know with whom and about what the shooter was communicating. In a statement, Apple disagreed with the attorney general's claim the company hasn't been helpful, saying its responses to the FBI's requests have been timely, thorough and ongoing. But Apple also hinted it won't unlock the FBI's access to the encrypted iPhones, saying there's no such thing as a backdoor just for the good guys. Over the course of the investigation, the FBI separately found 17 Saudi cadets' social media contained jihadist or anti-American content. Individuals in that group and others also had some kind of contact with child pornography. In a statement, the Saudi embassy said the cadets demonstrated conduct unbecoming of an officer. The U.S. military trains foreign nationals to build partnerships, including more than 800 Saudis. Going forward, the Pentagon said it will do a deeper dive on the applicants. Anthony? Catherine, thank you. A new cheating scandal is rocking Major League Baseball. The Houston Astros were jubilant after their World Series win in 2017. But now league investigators say the team was involved in an elaborate spying scheme that year. Manuel Bajorquez is outside their stadium in Houston. Manuel, how long has this been going on? Well, good morning. The Astros have faced claims of cheating for years now, but a November report detailing allegations from four former players explain exactly how far the alleged cheating went. Now the team manager and general manager are both gone and Major League Baseball is cracking down on the organization. We will always do the right thing and will not have this happen again on my watch. Astros owner Jim Crane is adamant he knew nothing about the cheating scandal that led to some of the harshest penalties in baseball history. Yesterday, after Major League Baseball detailed how the team allegedly did it and suspended two of the team's leaders, manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau, Crane made the decision to fire them both. Neither one of them started this, but neither one of them did anything about it, and that's how, how we came to the conclusion. Here is how it allegedly worked. During home games, the Astros positioned a camera in center field. That camera would film signals given by the opposing team's catcher about what pitch the pitcher should throw. That camera feed was transmitted live into the Astros' dugout, where a player would allegedly be watching the feed with a baseball bat and trash can. That loud banging you hear would allegedly signal to the Astros batter what pitch would be coming next, seemingly making it easier to hit the ball. You can see the pitcher notices something is off. In that game, Astros players allegedly removed the monitor from the wall in the tunnel and hid it in an office before the game ended. I think there are always going to be people trying to uh, bend the rules uh, to, to gain a competitive advantage. Ken Davidoff is a baseball analyst for the New York Post. 
the idea was for this to be a deterrent for teams to think twice about allowing their their players and their staff to do this kind of thing. No players were punished by the MLB. In a statement, the former GF Jeff Lunau said, I did not know rules were being broken. H.J. Hinch said he did not endorse nor participate in the practice, but apologized for failing to stop it. Current Red Sox manager Alex Cora could be the next to face punishment. He's alleged to have been the mastermind of the tactic when he worked here in Houston. Now the Red Sox have their own investigation going. We have yet to hear from him. Tony? Yeah, this may not be over, Manny. Thank you very much. But, right, man, but, but Manny, before you go, if authorities believe they were cheating, do they still get to keep the title? Apparently so. Uh, the official word right now is they don't believe that changed the outcome or they can't prove that it changed the outcome yeah. of any mm -hmm. of those games. But of course, the fans will think very differently. Yeah, if you're a Dodgers right. fan, you're not happy about this <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. It's hard to imagine it didn't you, affect Manny. the outcome. If you know a fastball is coming, you can hit it pretty far. Yeah. yeah. All right, Manny, thank you very much. More than 30,000 people are on the move in the Philippines this morning as the threat of a new volcanic eruption grows. The Taal volcano erupted Sunday and is now spewing ash up to nine miles into the air. A larger eruption could happen at any moment. Remy Innocencio is, at, is in Aguncio, south of Manila. This is the closest that we can get to Taal Volcano. There is a police roadblock right behind me that's stopping people from trying to go back home to get their belongings. But tens of thousands of people have been trying to evacuate their towns covered in this heavy gray ash. And the government has plans to evacuate hundreds of thousands more. That's because the volcano, which exploded Sunday with a nine-mile-high plume of ash, steam, and rocks, is now at alert level four of five. That means officials think a hazardous eruption is imminent for this popular tourism and farming region. It's already been spewing fountains of red-hot lava half a mile high, sparked its own spectacular lightning storms, turned tropical green vistas gray, and rocked the area with 50 earthquakes in just eight hours Tuesday. Many families who live near the volcano have fled to evacuation centers to wait out the disaster. And health is a concern. Officials have been advising people to wear masks to protect themselves from this ash. But supplies are dwindling even in the capital of Manila. And some shop owners are even taking advantage of the situation by hiking their prices. For CBS This Morning, Remy Innocencio, Agoncillo, the Philippines. Queen Elizabeth is now expressing her support for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's decision to step back from royal life. Now, this follows the so-called crisis talks yesterday at her estate. Charlie Daggett is at Buckingham Palace with more on the story. Charlie, what's the reaction there? Well, there's been some surprise, not by the outcome, which many thought was inevitable, but surprise at the personal tone of the Queen's statement. The biggest family crisis to hit the House of Windsor in decades was never going to be resolved inside of three hours. But Harry and Meghan's request to step down as senior members of the royal family has been approved by the boss, if reluctantly. Following what the Queen described as constructive discussions came an unprecedented personal statement offering her full support. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. But there will be a period of transition where the couple will split their time between Britain and Canada. Meghan is already there with baby Archie. 
a time to resolve what the Queen calls complex matters, like will Prince Charles still chip in with financial support? What does transatlantic security look like? And how exactly do they plan to be financially independent? But what's telling in that statement is it seemed personal. From the heart of Harry's grandmother, the word family appears seven times in the first two paragraphs, the Queen even referring to the couple by name, not just their royal titles. Ingrid Seward has authored books on the Queen. She is talking about Harry as a grandmother. She doesn't want to lose him, and she wants to help him. And she understands how difficult it is for people marrying into the royal family. Now, we have learned this morning that Meghan did not take part in this meeting via a conference call. The couple decided it wasn't necessary for her to join in. Anthony? Charlie Daggett with the drama at Buckingham Palace. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the CBS This Morning podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get your morning news in under 20 minutes and daily podcast originals. You can watch the CBS This Morning broadcast Monday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on your local CBS station or live on the CBS All Access app. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.